Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Whether you're in your car, in your home, on a walk, or with someone, we're excited that you've joined us for a deeper dive into Scripture, its tough sayings, and the people God used throughout. This year, we're going through the whole Bible, tracing the With God journey through the Bible, through the year, through us. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am Chris Birch. And I'm Anson Tebow. And today we're going to be doing a character study on Abraham, or Abram as he was first called. And uh, this is going to be really exciting because he is such a big, pivotal figure, uh, not just in Christianity, but in Islam and Judaism as well. Uh, He's the father of the three mono theistic religions so let's get a good understanding of this guy and honestly i mean we could probably spend weeks you know yeah. studying abraham he's just so important but again as we try to get through the bible uh this year we can really only spend one yeah. week on him so hopefully we get a little more information here so what do you have for us anson yeah abraham i mean he's such a pivotal figure within within christianity i mean within right. judaism and islam as well but um, within Christianity, he's such a pivotal figure, and there's there's one thing he's he's really really known for, and and that is his significant faith, his significant faith, and there's four different things within and over the course of his life and over the course that we see in Scripture that really point to his significant faith, and the first is in Genesis 12 where he leaves his family, God calls him to leave his family and go and and home to go to a different country and place. And God calls him to go to a land that that he will show him and will make him a great nation and, and bless him. And honestly, I think the most fascinating thing about the entire thing is how Abram responds. And at this point, he's called Abram. And he responds, or it, the Bible says, so Abram went as the Lord had told him. That's it. Like, what type of faith is that? That like, all I do is, so Abram went. God told him to do something, so Abram went. Like, that's crazy to me that that right. is the response. Like, there's no full on trust in God. And this is the same spot where God promises in the land of Canaan, which is so integral among among scripture and within the Old Testament. And the second one is when him and his nephew Lot separate. And we'll actually preview for next week. We'll be doing a character study on Lot next week. But they they were together. They had left. Lot is Abram's nephew or Abraham's nephew. Um, and they were incredibly rich, so much so that they both leave their hometown. So Lot came with him. But so much so that they literally could not stay in the same spot because they had too much, too many things. Right. Too many possessions, too many animals, too many everything. So what ended up happening is their herdsmen, the people taking care of their herds and stuff, started to fight. And Abraham and Lot and were like, hey, all right, maybe this is just better that we that we separate, that we go our separate ways, things like that. And so then Abraham gives Lot the choice of which land he wants. So Lot making the really dumb choice if you read later on he chooses sodom which sodom as it even says at this point in scripture is a really evil place with bad people and and people pursuing evil so then abram takes canaan the land that god had promised he stayed faithful to god and was following god in and through this even through disagreements with his own family members and then the third thing is his wait for his son isaac now that is a little bit caveated mm-hmm. because he didn't fully wait. 
Right. He still tried to take things into his own hands. And and then God sort of humbles him in that area and then continues to work. But then after that, after he has uh, his son Ishmael with um, with Sarah's slave, his wife Sarah's slave, Hagar, he then waits a, a while longer, has a kid at 100 years old. Sarah was about 90 years old, well past when people were having children. Um, but it showed his faith in God. And this is a time also when people were not living as long yeah. as they used to. So this isn't Absolutely. like a 960-year-old Noah. No. Right? Where we've decreased in longevity here. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like Sarah only lived another 30 years. Now, granted, 90-year-olds now living 30 more years, that's a long time. Right. But this is sort of, as we talked about in a couple podcast episodes ago, this is sort of like the diminishing of ages. This mm-hmm. is how it slowly works its way down. And the last showing of faith, which we are going to talk about this Sunday pretty extensively, is probably the most controversial part of Abraham's entire life. So God comes to him and is like, hey, I want you to take your son up on a mountain and sacrifice him. Right. Like, I don't know who would do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's crazy. But Abraham does. Mm-hmm. He brings his son up, does all the preparation, puts him on the altars, about to kill him. And then God almost like shouts, him, no, like, stop, don't do it. And provides a sacrifice. Yeah. Like there is a sacrifice there. So he trusted God wholeheartedly and fully that he would not actually have to sacrifice his son. But yet, even if he did, he still trusted and believed God. Mm-hmm. And while we're talking like that in our minds today, we could be like, how could a good God even like put someone up to that? Right. Like that's a super challenging thing. And hopefully we'll get a little bit more of an answer this, this upcoming Sunday as to what that looks like. Why is God doing this? Why does God actually bring this into, into the Bible, into scripture and into Abraham's life? But what we do see is Abraham's unwavering and and, an incredible faith in the Lord. And it's a crazy story. But then we see in the Hall of Faith, which is Hebrews 11, there's almost 10 verses devoted to the story of Abraham. Yeah. Which that's a lot. Like Noah got one. He got Hebrews right. eleven seven. Like yeah. that was about Noah. And this is in the New Testament New Testament. Now. So yeah. this is like people referring back to some of the yeah. older patriarchs. Yeah. And they're referring back to like his faith. Yeah. And like we see also in Romans that his faith was counted to him as righteousness. So like Abraham was known for his faith. He was known for his trust. He was known for his faith in the Lord. And as we continue on in this character study, we will see how he too, even in and amongst his faith, was broken, just like Noah in and amongst his faith was broken. Same thing with Cain and Abel, same thing with Adam and Eve. Like all of the characters other than Jesus that we see within scripture are broken, yet God continues and and still uses them to bring about his purposes and bring along his story. Mm Mm-hmm. So we've been doing this kind of fun thing on Fridays where we try to imagine maybe what the Facebook would look like of the character. Uh, So we did it with Adam and Eve and uh, Cain and Abel, Noah. Uh, So how about this one for Abraham? Man, this one's got to be a... It's a whirlwind of a of a, a Facebook page. Right, he's got so much going on in his life now. Granted, we have more chapters in in this in scripture to to sort of pull from. Yeah, but man, I mean, he's the son of Terah from the land of Ur. That is not the correct pronunciation, but that is how I'm pronouncing it today. Yeah, <laughs> um, but he lived to be 175. His wife Sarah, who used to be Sarai yep. um, before her name was changed, uh, lived to be 127. Now, interesting fact, and you learn a li- about this a little bit more. Sarah 
is technically Abraham's stepsister-ish. They had the same dad, not different moms. Like, sort of weird. And we see later that he uses that as an excuse to God about why he lied about Sarah being his wife. No, I mean, nothing like a good kind of a incest uh, lie to try to get around God's <laughs> plans, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's this whole story. I mean, the Bible is full of of just such interesting and fascinating things that you that you read. Um, but like Chris was saying earlier, to to sort of switch off Sarah, we'll get back to her. But this Abraham is like revered by three of the biggest monotheistic religions in, in the world, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. In Judaism, the, the promised offspring are the Jewish people, which descended from Isaac, which was Abraham's child. In Christianity, the genealogy of Jesus is traced back to, to Abraham, which actually in, in Genesis, um, not Genesis, in Matthew 1, the genealogy of Jesus is sort of laid out, and Abraham is the first person in that, yep. that it comes from the line of Abraham through the line of Isaac. And then in Islam, Ishmael, who is the son that Abraham had with Hagar, Sarah's servant, um, is is the fulfillment of the promise. And then that the prophet Muhammad is his offspring. So it's fascinating how this story of this one man is so influential in yep. different in different religions and different spaces. Um, and we are able in Christianity to see how God uses Abraham, his life and his story to further and push along the story of God. And also the, the, the start of the lineage of Jesus, like right. Abraham's promise, the promise that he had with God, the covenant he had with God was the beginning of all of this. And uh, Christianity and Islam are the two biggest religions in the world. Yeah. So, you know, when uh, God promises Abraham, Hey, you will have, you know, more children than the stars in the sky. And you look at the population of the world right now and what are the most two popular religions. It's like, oh, shoot, God yeah. called it. Like, yeah. that's pretty sweet. No, it is. And that's the first covenant we see with, with Abraham. It's not the first covenant in the Bible. That's the one with Noah. But we see that that God promises that, like, your children, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars. He actually has Abraham go outside and, and try look to count. at the stars yeah. and try to count. And, yeah. like, yeah, you go outside and try to count And the that's stars. with no light pollution. That's with no light pollution. <laughs> that's also, like, in a very finite area. Yeah. Like, he's just standing in one spot. There's so many stars that you don't see. Yeah. Um, but I, and which is super funny to me, but he, he's promised that his, his descendants will be as numerous as the stars. Mm-hmm. And this is super, super fascinating. And then he, he also even makes like a sort of sign of the covenant, um, which is where we see um, th- this sign of circumcision on the yep. eighth, eighth day. Like this is the sign of the covenant made with Abraham. And, and we see his name being changed from Abram to Abraham and, and all of these different things. He had Isaac when he was 100 um, and and, th- and things like this. But one thing that's super interesting is twice in Abraham's life does he lie about his wife being his wife. He tells them that he's his sister. Which earlier we... We found out he is. Uh, kind of, yeah. I mean, sort of. <laughs> so, like, it is a lie, but it's not a lie. Um, but what is super interesting and funny to me is this, is this idea. So, like, the first time, it's Pharaoh. Who, right. who takes it takes his wife Sarah and literally the night that Sarah is in Pharaoh's house God just sends great plagues yeah God's like no this is not happening I'm taking care of this yeah my dude messed up but right. no we're not doing this the second time in a dream to the man who has Sarah Abimelech if you he's like pretty much if you touch her I will kill you yeah 
he literally threatens him with death until he returns Sarah. Mm-hmm. Like this fascinating thing. And it's somewhat humorous to me. I don't know why, but it also shows how much God cared about the story through Abraham and Sarah. Yeah. Like he cared so much about what was happening, their faith, their trust, how they were going to bring about the line of Jesus, how this story was going to be used now to show faith and to show trust. Um, and it's it's just fascinating to me to see how God integrally was so a part of this, even when Abraham was messing up the entire thing. Yeah. Like in his fallenness, in his in his brokenness. And we do see in Genesis 3.29, um, it, it talks, this is a, or not Genesis, Galatians 3.29, where Paul, um, the, the apostle Paul is talking and he says, if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So we see that, yes, even while Abraham was messing up, even while he uh, slept with Hagar to have a child before waiting for um, his son Isaac through Sarah, even when we see him lie about his wife, even when we see him lie about his wife a second time, mm-hmm. like we see God is still using him and his promise. Right. And like there's a lot of details we don't know about Abraham's life because what we do know are the ones that God really wants us to know and push along his story. Like I didn't know this, but Abraham remarried and yeah. had six more sons. Yeah. Like after Sarah died and Sarah died when she was 127 and they were 10 years apart, mm-hmm. meaning Abraham was like 135, 150 having right. six more children. Yeah. Like never knew that but what we see is that's a like that's like a fine print detail but then we have a whole chapter on sarah's um sarah's funeral right like it's fascinating to see how god weaves in and through his story to build and and bring about what he what he actually wants to bring about which is brings us to jesus which does bring us to the saving work of him but abraham is this like he's the father of of so much he's where it starts these covenants and and these things that God is using so prominently and impactfully for scripture to can continue to go. And we see Isaac is now the next person that will sort of carry along and then Jacob and, and all of these different things. But he's a fascinating character with so much. And again, this 10, 15 minute podcast literally just touches the surface of who the man is. Right. If we are going to really want to understand Abraham, we're going to have to spend a lot more time Uh, So, yeah, tune in, guys, on Sunday to uh, hear more about Abraham's uh, with God life and with Mm. God journey. And uh, thank you again, Anson. This has been awesome. And uh, we look forward to next week. See you, Anson. See you, Chris. Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God pod. Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.